we have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some DFS and who better to come on than the man who told us to play Turk Cousins, told us to play Mike Evans, and told us to play Aaron Jones, the Nick, a.k.a. at NAA Fantasy. Nick, how you doing, my man? Doing well, Eric. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Those turning in for the first time, how we do it is this. Nick and I are going to look at the DFS slate for a cash game lineup. We're going to give you one running back, one wide receiver, one quarterback with the hopes that those three are going to be able to generate you 60 points. That is our goal and lead you to cashing a cash game lineup. Let's start with the quarterback position. The goal of the quarterback position is to get 20 points. My list of guys that I believe can score 20 points are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Danny Dimes, Russ Wilson, and Brock Purdy. How about you, my man? Yeah, I've got Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Lawrence, Goff, Danny Dimes, and Brock Purdy. Okay, so you've taken off. I'm not in on Russell Wilson in this scenario. I feel based on last week and how insanely good he looked, I kind of feel like Mr. Pure Purdy is going to be a little bit higher owned than he should. And I think that's someone we should look to take off. Yeah, I, I agree there. I mean, yes, he looked good, but I don't know with Aaron Donald running around, <laughs> trying, to, trying to chase him down. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that high on Purdy. I just have him as a potential 20 pointer. But yeah, I, I I would take him out. All right. So looking here, um, Mahomes 8300, but he has weather issues. Josh Allen 7900, Herbert 7000, Burrow 69, Lawrence 67. Goff is 62. The interesting thing about Goff is we could do what we did last year, last week. We we projected the Bucks and the Vikings to be high scoring, run it back, pair him with a guy in the on the opposite of the ball with the Seahawks. Yeah. I'm worried I, about Mahomes because of the weather. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree there. I'm worried. Uh I mean Allen, Allen in a bounce back spot is a good, could be a potential play. He has 7,900 though. You know, I'm more inclined to maybe go a little bit lower priced. Uh, I mean, 7,900 is a little cheap for Allen, but um, you know, another guy, Herbert, we both have on our list, but last time they played the Titans, it was only 17, 14. He threw for three thirteen, but he had zero touchdowns and two interceptions. So not, I, I'm kind of inclined to, not go after Herbert this week. I'd, I'd uh, rather take him out. The thing with Burrow, not talking about Joe, I agree with you about Herbert. Maybe we should hit her, sit Herbert out. The thing about Burrow, I know it's a bounce back spot. I know he's at home. I know it's against the Ravens defense. There could be someone else later on that we may want to go after this game and, and strategically tackle. Because I look at it like this. When we get to the wide receiver position, there's Jamar Chase. Do we want to go after Jamar Chase? Or do we say to ourselves, hey, 
Burroughs historically has started slow. Do we want nothing to do with him? Yeah. I mean, Burroughs should bounce back this week. But again, divisional game, I'm, I'm more inclined to take somebody else in a potentially higher scoring game than this one. And if we're going to leave out Mahomes because of the weather, we're going to have to leave out Lawrence because of the weather. Correct. So that basically leaves us with two lower options, Jared Goff or Daniel Jones. Well, I Goff is 6,200. You have to remember last year they played the Seahawks. It was a shootout, 48-45. Goff threw for 378 and four touchdowns. Goff's only 6,200. I like Mr. Goff. By having someone like Goff, it's going to open us options up for paying for higher price people. So I like that. Let's put Jared Goff in at 6,200. Now let's switch our attention over to the running back position. The people I'm tar- looking at the running back position are CMC, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, Derrick Henry, James Conner, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Javante Williams, and Justice Hill. Where is your head at? Yeah, uh, I like CMC, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, Derrick Henry, James Conner, James Cook. Damian Pierce and Tyler Algier as a low priced option. My only buyback on Algier is this. My pushback on Algier is I don't like taking these lower priced guys after they have a good week. Because I feel they're going to be over up. Yeah. Like I just. Uh I just kind of feel that last week was an Algier week. This week will be a Robinson week. I Part of me kind of feels there's going to be zigzagging with these guys. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they shared – I mean, they were pretty close in snap counts. It was 32 for Robinson, 28 for Algier. It was very close, but they both averaged over five yards per carry and three total touchdowns between the two. So, I mean, I guess I kind of have the same mindset with Justice Hill where – He's low end. I mean, he's going to get his goal line stuff, but I think he might be over owned. Uh So, you know, I kind of have that same thought process around it there too. Now, my thing with CMC is the 49ers played so good. They can only go down. It's crazy. (laughs) They only played so good. They can go down. Yeah. And it's a divisional game. I'm. I don't know. I think this game is going to be a little bit closer. I. I just. There's just something about this game that screams to me that the, the uh, Rammies are live. Yeah, I mean they've lost eight straight to the 49ers in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean CMC did has averaged five over five yards per carry against the Rams in his career. He played them twice in two weeks last season, one with Carolina and one with the 49ers after he got traded. And he did have seven receptions for 89 yards in the game with Carolina. And then he had eight, eight receptions for 55 with San Francisco two weeks later. So there's some, obviously there's the receiving upside, um, but I agree with you. He's pretty high priced. And if you don't get it, if you don't get those numbers, it's really going to hurt you. So 
I think I'm looking I'm looking a little elsewhere um, this week. Now the Colts look bad against the run, but obviously there's some O line concerns in Houston. I mean, the one thing about James Cook is is, is he going to get the ball? I really feel like it's Stefan Diggs. They're forcing the ball to Diggs because Diggs is a little pissed off. Yeah, but I, I like I said earlier, I think Cook is a possibility because the I believe the Raiders are going to get crushed in this game. So there's mm-hmm. going to be a positive game script for James Cook to run the ball. And I think he can get, you know, he should get 15 to 20 carries in this game. I mean, yeah, Diggs is going to get his targets, but I still think Cook is a, you know, he's only 6,100. I think he's a good, uh, a good mid-range guy to look at. What about Derrick Henry? Chargers historically bad against the run. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah. Uh, I mean, they got, they got thrown on last week, but last time Derrick Henry played them last season, he had 21 carries 104 yards and a touchdown. And he added four receptions for 59 yards as well. So, I mean, good game. And they're going to have to get him going in that game to control the time of possession to keep Herbert off the field. Yeah, which is key. But Spears did get a lot of freaking looks, though. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. Tough, tough, tough. Um, What about James Conner? I mean, we have to we have to look at his injury. He's questionable right now, but I do still like him because of the workload. He's the only guy there. Um, he actually was out there on eighty four percent of the offensive snaps last week, so there's plenty of opportunity available for him. And the Cardinals are going to have to run the ball to win the time of possession battle to keep themselves in this game because you know the Giants are gonna they're gonna want to beat the crap out of the Cardinals after losing last week 40 to nothing I'm kind of tempted to take him just because I feel he's the only game in town I I agree with you there as long as he plays if he doesn't play i'm inclined to look at a a james cook at who's only a hundred dollars cheaper at 6100 just as a you know as a backup in case connor doesn't go for some reason so what what do you think here what do you think we should do here i'm gonna go with connor right now until you know the injury tells me otherwise all right so you're gonna go with connor I like that. I like Connor here too. So we're gonna. I think Connor's gonna play. There's no way he doesn't play, dude. There's no, no. way he doesn't play. I mean, he's out there all the time too. So you know, you gotta use him while you can until they burn him out. <laughs> now, in terms of the wide receiver, I'm looking at Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, Saint Brown, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Debo. Portland Sutton and Nico Collins. What are your thoughts on Stefan Diggs? Yeah, I mean, like we just talked about, Diggs is going to get his targets. I mean, he's he's an obvious uh, guy to look at. Um, 
price wise, uh, let's let's go back to that. Let's get back to that. <laughs> uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, Chase is looking for a bounce back game. Um, he's done he's done some damage in this uh, in this series as well. Uh, he's a guy to uh, you know keep on the list right now uh, and come back to. Calvin Ridley. I mean, I love Calvin Ridley. Uh, I, I drafted him in my fantasy leagues, and uh, Trevor Lawrence looked his way all week last week, uh, especially yeah. in the first half. He was just he was just killing it. So, um, you know, he's definitely a viable option against uh, the Chiefs as well. And then St. Brown's another guy. He had eight catches for 111 last season against the Seahawks and he had one receiving and one rushing touchdown as well. So he's another guy to look at on the shootout side, but what we don't like to do here normally is stack a quarterback with a wide receiver on the same team. We like to look the other way. So we'll go down to DK Metcalf (laughs) who would be, the other side of the ball in the Seahawks lions game. Um, One thing to note there is that he's going to draw converted safety turned cornerback, Jerry Jacobs. Uh, The production he gave up last week was misleading because of the drops by Kadarius Tony in the KC game. Uh, So last year versus the lions Metcalf went for seven receptions and 149 yards. And I really think he's going to get into the end zone this week. I like DK a lot. Back for Seattle. I think Seattle's going to be bounced back. I think Detroit's secondary would have, like you said, if Tony would have caught balls, they would have gave up a lot much, a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, I think this is Detroit going to be a little overhyped. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I kind of like running it back with DK on the other side. That way we get a good, solid production. Um, you know, kind of looking at the other, the other guys, Mike Evans – you know, granted, he's been successful against the Bears, but possible weather. Yep. Debo. Debo, I mean, Ayuk blew up last week, but it's Debo's turn this week. I think, um, you know, the last time he played the Rams, he had six catches, 115, and a touchdown, which is yeah. a solid performance. I mean, I think it's Debo's turn this week. So, you know, he's an option there, too. Which is a solid performance. Um, as oh, you yeah. Said. Uh, Zay Flowers, 9 on 10. Again, yes, the guy's good, but we're a week behind. We don't want to be chasing the week before. Uh, and I think the same same thing could be said for Nico Collins. I figure if we play those guys chase before, we want to play that guy that's good, that has a great matchup, that's going to be insanely underpriced, along with being underpriced, underowned. And I think kind of DK Metcalf kind of fits that bill. So if we're going... DK Metcalf, James Conner, and Jared Goff, that leaves you at $30,600. There is plenty of good low-budget price defense. Like, case in point, the Jets, $2,700. Yeah, there's some good... Yeah, that game... If you play the Jets at $2,700, you got $27,000 to easily play around with. And I think you can even get funky. I mean, if you really want to get funky with this lineup, you could even, 
I, I just did it right now. You can you can come up with a lineup with Diggs and Chase in here. <laughs> if you really want to get funky. And DK? And DK. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if that's... you really, 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 really want to get funky. Dude, I'm telling you, if you really want to get a little funky. Yeah, because the Jet the Jets Cowboys game, you gotta think the Jets defense has to step up for them. You know. Yeah. Has to. That game, that game's gonna be low scoring. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, look at this. Boom. Yeah, dude. I just I just made a lineup right now. I mean, granted, I'm a little weak at the flex position. Well, you gotta be weak somewhere if you have Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, and DK in your lineup. Boom. I just I just I just was able to make a lineup with, with those guys. But again, for those listening, the guys we are building around, Jared Goff, $6,200. James Conner, $6,200. And DK Metcalf at $7,000. Now we're going to shift our attention over to the start-sit questions that have been set in. Reminder, if you have any start-sit questions for your yearly leagues, just DM me on X, Instagram, or you can send me an email at etalk21sports.com. Oh, sorry. Etoff21sports at gmail.com. First one we got, Zeke Elliott or Damian Harris? What say you, my friend? Uh, I'm going to go with Zeke on this one. He got he got more opportunities last week, way more than Damian Harris did. And uh, the Dolphins just got crushed on the run, run rushing side of the ball <laughs> this past week. So I'm going to go Zeke in this situation. Now, Jalen Warren or Justice Hill? Uh, I'm going to go with Justice Hill just because he's going to get go- more goal line work. And, you know, he could end up being, you know, really the early down guy over, over Gus Edwards. So I think uh, there's more upside there. Josh Reynolds or Van Jefferson? Uh, Josh Reynolds. Just because he's the he's that clear cut number two, I would say. Yeah, plenty plays for the Lions. <laughs> yeah, sure. That, that's but, that's yeah, exactly why. <laughs> that's the highest scoring game. Obviously, yes, we're yes. gonna see that one's gonna balloon out, so we're gonna look to attack that game. Right, that's gonna be a shootout. So why? Yeah, definitely Josh Reynolds there. So. There you have it again. If you have any start sick questions, make sure to send them in. You can send them to me via DM on any social media platform. Make sure to give my boy Nick a follow at NAA Fantasy on X. Best of luck in your cash games lineups this weekend, my friend. And let's uh, continue the hot streak. Let's make some money. Make sure to give my boy Nick a follow at NAA Fantasy on X. Now let's shift our attention over to CFL. We reached the part of the podcast where we're talking CFL, and who better to come on the podcast than this time of year is known as CFL Jim, my boy Jim. Jim, how you doing today, my man? Doing great, Eric. I'm doing fantastic. That's good. That's good. Interesting week last week. What was the one thing that stood out to you? Um, probably. I mean, besides the obvious of Saskatchewan just getting annihilated, it was probably Edmonton being able to come back in a game. The Elks actually, like, having a good second half and, like, winning the game late. They got almost all their points in the fourth quarter. 
You never say that about an Edmonton team. So maybe this is maybe this is the ship riding, or maybe it's just a fluke. Who knows? Maybe it's just the ship riding, or maybe it's just the what? A fluke. Okay. Um, I thought you said something different. Before we get into all that, as always, we do our power rankings here. Jim, we're going to start at number nine. Give it on me, Big Ottawa, Red Blacks, yeah. Ottawa. I'm, I'm doing Ottawa, too. Number eight. Calgary. I have the Stamps, too. Number seven. Edmonton. I have Edmonton, too. Number six. Montreal. I See, I did TC. I did the Tiger Cats. Oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. I totally blanked on them. I forgot about them completely. Yeah, Tiger Cats. Sorry. Yeah, Tiger Cats. Number four, I'm guessing Montreal. Then it's Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, Saskatchewan. Yes, number four, Saskatchewan. Number three, I'm guessing you have BC. I do have BC. Number two, I really hope we don't have exactly the same. <laughs> I got Toronto. <laughs> I got Toronto at number one. Exactly the same. So Jim and I are on the. We're on the same page here. So let's look into this week number 15 of the TFL season. First game, Montreal getting six and a half on the money line, plus 228.5, over under 53 and a half against Toronto. I'm not going to lie, Jim. I have absolutely no play in this game. How about you, my friend? So my head wants me to take Montreal, but I, in my heart of hearts, they have burned me too many times when I take Montreal as a dog against either Toronto or BC or Winnipeg. So I'm staying away. I, I'm, I'm just staying away. I'm not flipping all the way to where I'm betting Toronto this week, but I'm staying away. Mm-hmm. Um, Soft lead towards Montreal. Soft. Very like soft. A, like a very, very, very soft lead. Like Charmin soft. Um, next game. Alex getting three, plus 130 on the money line, over under a 46. What say you, my friend? Fuck it. Let's go, Elks. Do it. Boom. Plus three. You know what? Elks money line. Straight up. The, the playoff run starts now. They need Saskatchewan to tank. They need to have a great last half of the season. Let's go. Elks all the way. Do you think – what's the word I'm looking for here? Do you think the Elks can make the playoffs? I – probably not. Probably not. It would take a pretty big effort. They have a pretty tough last half of the season. Like, they really need to get some wins early on <laughs> to make it really, like, even a possibility. They're 250 to 1 odds for the Grey Cup. I'll see if I can look up what they would be to even make the playoffs. It's a it's it's crazy. Like they need Saskatchewan to like fully tank and they need um to have a great like latter half of the season and and they would need Hamilton to also no, they would just need Ottawa to also like just have a terrible terrible. So they need basically they need Saskatchewan, Calgary, and Ottawa to just tank the rest of the season, and they need to play balls to the wall, and that's how they would. Uh, that's how they. But would Jim, this is a crazy fucking league. <laughs> Anything can fucking happen. Anything can happen, but a lot needs to happen 
if you want the Elks to even like sniff the playoffs. I'm telling you, man. Don't fucking work. Don't hate on my babies. I love them. I love them. There, there's a reason they are. They're a hundred to one to to reach the Great Cup. I'm trying to find just playoff odds, but I'm not seeing them. Next game, I'll take in the Elks here. Jim and I are both on the Elks here, plus the three. Winnipeg laying a huge number of six and a half, going up against the Tiger Cats over under 48 and a half. You know, Winnipeg, you know, just won by over 40 points. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, is it, could this potentially be a sleepy spot? I don't think so. I, I would lean towards Winnipeg here, but Hamilton's such a wild card team right now. I don't really want to play it. Um, I'm going to play the over in this matchup, though. I think you can see some points getting scored. I don't, I don't care if Winnipeg points. scored like over 50 by themselves last week. I, I like Hamilton's defense, but give me the over 48. I think this could be like a fun game. I like it. I like it. I would lean the over there as well. Next game, Red Blacks getting nine and a half at BC over under 46 and a half. What say you, my friend? Uh, maybe a small lean on the over. I think I think BC could put up a lot of points. I just don't like Ottawa's quarterback situation right now. It's close. I don't like I don't like Crum as like a full quarterback. Like nine and a half is a lot of points. Don't get me wrong. Nine and a half is a lot of points. So just to confirm, you agree with me? Crum ain't it. No, Crum is definitely uh, he's not it. If they want to have like a future, he's it. If they want to just be like eh to like bad, like they're not going to be good. They're very they're pretty like one dimensional with Crum. Their defense is fantastic. The Ottawa defense is great, and they have like the ability to upset these teams and be weird. But mm-hmm. this team is so wildly inconsistent, and they just don't have a pass game that I trust week in and week out. I just think Crump sucks. He can run. Like, he's got he's got a big body. He can run. He just can't. Like, I don't trust him to throw. <laughs> I don't trust him to throw at all. I completely agree with you. Um, also, I'm pretty sure this is their first matchup of the season between BC and Ottawa. Um, God. So, no. I have no idea what to think of this game. Haven't played each other all year. I would it's kind of crazy to think I, in 15, 14 the weeks. Only, the only bet I actually like this week is the Elks. Give me, give me the Elks plus the three. That's my favorite bet of the week is Elks plus three. Yeah, tough week. I would, I would lean towards BC here. Um, I, I like BC in this spot. I'm probably just not going to bet it. Um, this maybe come Saturday I do end up betting it, but right now it's just a small lean towards BC. I. Edmonton plus three is great. Love that bet. And I do like the over 48 in Winnipeg and Hamilton. I like it. I like it. Jim, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on and talk some CFL. Why don't you tell everyone when the next Cooking with Jim is and 
what you have coming on deck, my friend. So if this is playing on Thursday, it's not cooking with Jim this week. It's gambling with Jim. I'm going to be playing some roulette on my – I'm going to get the roulette table out, Eric. I'm going to get the chips. Players are going to get some chips. I'll get the roulette table out, get everything going. It's going to be a good time. Now uh, what, what, we're gonna play what some time is that going to be? What time is that going to be? I'm starting at 9 p.m. So Thursday night football will probably still be in effect. 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thursday. Yeah, send me the link, dude. I'll show up, dude. I, I never got the food link, so I couldn't show up. So send me the link. I'll I'll peek my head in. I will send you the damn link. Make sure you give my boy Jim a follow at XFL Jim. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, my friend. Make sure to give my boy Jim a follow at XFL Jim. Now let's shift our attention over to some NASCAR. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking NASCAR, and he's back from his long vacation well-deserved vacation brandon aka boston boy 83 brandon how you doing today my man doing good my dude good to be back good to talk to you good to see you probably get some shit from you missed it for a couple weeks i see you're already drinking dude is that because your boys blew a game against uh philadelphia they should have won and now not at all because if you would if you would have told me going in that we're gonna lose 25 20 against philly then after giving up 13 points on turnovers back to back. Nah, I actually wasn't mad last week, man. I I was upset that Matt could not come through with it. I could be upset with that. But the fact that I was getting tweets and or X's, whatever you want to call them nowadays, from uh so some jackass dude. God, yeah, some guy that always wears a backwards blue or red hat with glasses yeah, on. I heard I heard this guy's like a fucking huge jackass, always <laughs> thinks he's right. Comes off like an arrogant prick. I mean, the guy. No, just- I, I know this is about NASCAR, but I will say I was glad to see the way we moved the balls. Very, very, very happy with the defense. But uh, it's a tough four-game stretch. We got uh, the Dolphins this week. Then we got the Jets, which we don't know. Great defense. Then we got the Cowboys, who looked stunning. So, who knows? It's a week-to-week league. You know, I like your boys. You know, free net, free NFL pick. I'm on I'm on the Pats plus the three. Uh, Record that, people. Record that. We're here to talk a little uh, talk a little NASCAR. Obviously, this is an elimination-type race. Uh, what do you think so far about the playoffs? And, uh, yeah, what's your biggest takeaway? We haven't talked in two weeks since the playoffs started. What's your biggest takeaway from the playoffs? Bubba is good right now like and i shouldn't just say him uh hamlin's whole team 23xi like they are they're good reddick went in last week bubble was up there for a while um i know we've given him a lot of shit by not being able to complete a race but uh very competitive running up front hamlin's entire team looks good so reddick uh yeah Reddick's moving on, and uh, the guys, the front runners that you would expect, aren't there right now. So I think that will change. I think you'll see a big swing over the next three weeks. But uh, surprising start to the playoffs, I should say. Now, obviously, I have four bets. You have four bets. My bets are all over the place. There's one guy we both agree on. That's our boy, Uncle Kev. Why don't you tell everyone why you like Uncle Kev? I'll tell everyone why I like Uncle Kev, twelve to one right now, at least per my book. He uh, he's good at Bristol. Um, he doesn't like people getting in his way. He'll move them. Uh, 
him and Chase have gotten into it multiple times at this track, but both running up front. Uh, Harvick knows the track. He's a veteran. This track is a veteran-style track to where you get in a groove, you stay in a groove, and you be consistent. Who's better to do that than Uncle Kev himself? So, Mr. Kev. Yeah. Kev. I like him because six short track races this season. He has four top tens, three top fives, one here in 2020. Look, he's just running short tracks well. Yes. And he – I'm going to pull up the playoff standings right now. I mean, he pretty much – does he need to win to make it through? So I'm looking at it right now. We got Larson, Reddick, Hamlin, Byron, Kozlowski, Blaney, Bush, Chastain, Busher, Bell, Lagan. Harvick's at 12, so he's the first cut. Yeah, you're right. He um he needs to win. He needs to do good here. So I will back him. Next bet. Uh, Chase, uh, same guy that I mentioned with Harvick. Chase, twelve to one. He won the All Star race here. Was racing good until him and Harvick got into it last year. Uh, Chase, twelve to one. Good at this track. Has nothing to lose. Not worried about stage points. Not worried about making it to the next round because we all know he's not in the playoffs. But uh, good at this track, consistent, won multiple times here. Chase Elliott, 12 to 1 right there with Harvick. I'm going chalk, and I hate eating chalk. But I have to take Larson here plus 550. Most laps led for the last four races. But the funny thing is, he's only raced in two of those four races. Ooh, good stat, uh, dude. Good stat. Now, one here in 2021, last race here, he led a redonkulous 202 laps. Jesus. Just insane, dude. And I just I just feel I'm going to play a full unit on him, half unit on Harvick. And then, you know, I got two other bets. What, uh, what else are you rocking with? Chastain, 18 points above the cut line. You know the man's aggressive. You know he doesn't want to be near the cut line at all. Uh, 20 to 1. I think it's a great odd for him, especially eighth in the playoffs. A good driver can win at any track. Uh, 20 to one, grab him before qualifying, guys and gals, please. Um, yeah, 20 to one, Chastain, you're at a track to where you're laying the bumper to everybody. Who better than the guy that loves to wreck everybody to ride the wall? Ross Chastain, 20 to one. My next one, I am going to a top 10 prop, which I've kind of really like playing these. I'm going to Mr. Eric Jones, top 10 plus 230. Fourth best Ooh. average finish among active drivers here. Last four races, three top 10s here. And since the playoffs have started, he's finished in the top 10 twice. Sneakily like running pretty good. I'm getting over two to one. I'm going to take him plus 230 as a top 10 finish for Eric Jones. Last and final bet, my friend. What are you working with? Long shot, 41, Ty Gibbs. Man's getting better and better and better every week. He's a rookie, of course. I get it. But this is impressive to see the way this man's running. Now, granted, the equipment, he's getting top notch. His grandfather, Joe Gibbs whatever but see a rookie be running in top 10 consistently and a short track where tempers can flare ty gibbs 41 that's my long shot of the week now i'm going to a head-to-head matchup and i'm taking chris busher over chris bell 
Bell has struggled here. His last three starts, 28-29, did finish fourth. Let's look at his short tracks this season. 24th, 29th, 6th, 16th, 4th, and 6th. He has not won. He has not ran good here. Also, since Easter, since Easter, he only has one top five finish. God, that's insane. You know what I mean? Uh, Busher, he's been um, top six in four of his last races, four of his last six races here. Last seven races, um, he has finished, um, he has five top five finishes, average finish of 13. Point eight. Look, Busher has a better finish. He's done better at the short tracks. And Busher's been rolling recently. Rolling. So, and Bell just hasn't had a top five. Look, give it to me. Give it to me. I'm going to take it here. Bell's been great. He just can't finish in the top five for whatever reason. So I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to fade him here. I'm going to take Chris Bush. I like it. I like it because if if you would have told me who hasn't done that well since Easter, Bell would not have been on my radar at all. You know, he did get some bad luck in the Chicago race. He should have won that race. Uh, Thoughts and prayers to anyone that Justin Jefferson anytime touched on. If you're watching along here on the uh, Amazon feed, just fumbled the ball. Fumbled the ball at the one. Is it going to be reviewed or a straight fumble? Uh, I think it's going to be a touchback. Which is crazy. Vikings regression in the full. Brandon, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody when your next iRace is, when where they can find it in the whole nine yards? Uh Boston Boy 83, Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh Nerditudes on YouTube is where it's broadcasted. We uh led 122 out of 200 laps last night. Caution didn't fall where we needed it. Got stuck on old tires, finished eighth. But uh next Wednesday night at nine, we will be at Talladega. So, yeah, feeling good. Got another top 10. So out of nine races so far this season, uh, eight of them been a top 10, got one win, and should have had a win last night. Just bad tire strategy on my part, hoping for a yellow. So make sure to check that out. I'll make sure I tweet out and Instagram out the link. Make sure to give Brandon a follow. Make sure to watch him next Wednesday night. We'll be back here. Next week, hopefully, we'll do for one. We'll do for one this week. It's wrestle, baby. Yeah, you know, Uncle Kev brings us home. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money until next week, my friend. Deuces, everybody. Please give my boy Brandon a follow at Boston Boy eighty three on social media. Great dude, knows his stuff. Make sure you support his eye racing. That's it for the podcast. Make sure to tune in for the Etoff Two One Sports Show. This. Tuesday, Kia. Kia Parlay is going to come on. We're going to look back at week two, tell you some best to lock in for week three of the NFL season. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls.